For years, I have had people tell me that Jesus never said he was God, meaning that if he didn't say he was God, he's not God. My response was to say, how much more important is it that the scriptures call him God? Because anybody can claim to be God and people do. But how many people actually have the Bible calling them God? However, they were wrong. Jesus does refer to himself as God in several places. Today, did Jesus ever say he was God? Hi, this is Robert Furrow and welcome to Hot Topics. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. Now let's look at a couple of passages that tell us that Jesus is God before we see to Jesus referring to himself as God. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now this tells us that there would be a child who would be born, a son that would be given, who would be called Mighty God. And that child that was born and that son that was given was Jesus, God coming in the flesh. John 1, 1 through 5 gives us a little bit more information. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now, did you get that there? All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. That means not even himself. Some say that Jesus was the first one ever created, instead of the firstborn among creation, meaning that he had the right of the firstborn. Everything belongs to him. But instead, there's nothing that was made without him. That even includes himself. He was in the beginning with God, and then he became flesh and dwelt among us. We also have Thomas the apostle saying to Jesus, unless I can touch your hands or your side, I will not believe. And then in John 20, 27 through 29, it says, then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here, look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it in my side and do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus answered him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. What did Thomas believe? That Jesus was his Lord and God. And blessed are those who haven't seen and yet they believe that he is Lord and God. These are strong cases that Jesus is God. But let's take a look at Jesus himself making statements of his divinity. In Luke 22, Jesus has been arrested. He's been brought to the house of the high priest and he's being questioned and false accusations are being made against him. And so finally he says, is there nothing that you're going to answer? And Jesus says this in verse 67. And then the high priest finally says to Jesus, if you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, if I tell you, you will by no means believe me. They're asking if he's the Messiah. That's what the Christ is. He's saying, you won't believe me. And if I also ask you, you will by no means answer me or let me go. Hereafter, the Son of Man will sit at the right hand of the power of God. Now here, Jesus is moving a step further. He's not only telling him that they, he is the Christ, that he is the Messiah, but that he is God, because it is God who sits at the right hand 
of the Father. In Daniel 7, 9 through 10, Daniel sees a vision and here's what he sees. I watched till the thrones were put in place and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow and the hair on his head like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame and its wheels were a burning fire and a firing stream issued and came forth from before him and a thousand thousands ministered to him and 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him and the court was seated and the books were opened. Now that's the ancient of days who's sitting upon the throne and there's no doubt about that. But look what it says just a couple of verses later. And I was watching in the night vision and behold one like the son of man. Jesus said to Caiaphas, from here on out, you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the father. He says, and then the night vision, behold one like the son of man coming with the clouds of heaven and having come to the ancient of days, they brought him near before him. Then he was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom one which shall not be destroyed. Then a few verses later, it says in Daniel 7, 13 through 14, I was watching in the night vision and behold, one like the son of man. Jesus had said, from here on out, you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the power of God. And then it says that this son of man was coming with the clouds of heaven and came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, languages should serve him. That's all the people of the earth. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom is one which should not be destroyed. At this point, the high priest cries out blasphemy because he understands that Jesus is saying that he is the son of man, the human that is coming on the clouds to rule and reign with Christ. This is a declaration that he is God that he is the son of man coming to sit at the right hand of the father. And then the high priest asks another question. He says, are you the son of God? If you're the son of man coming with dominion and power to rule over all peoples and all nations, then certainly you're the son of God. And so he says, are you the son of God? And then in Luke 22, 70, so he said to them, you rightly say that I am. This statement that Jesus said, you rightly say I am, I am the son of God, tells us that he is God as well. I have people who have said, Jesus is not God, he's the son of God. There are two different people. But listen to two passages that help us understand this. The first one is Hebrews 1, five through eight. For to which of the angels did he say, you are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. Now the firstborn is being worshiped. And then in verse seven, and of the angels, he says, who makes his angel spirit and his ministers a flame of fire. But to the son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a scepter of your kingdom. God calls the son of God, God. So when the Bible tells us that he's the son of God and Jesus himself says, I am the son of God, or you have rightly said that I am, then he is saying to us that he is God. Again, they knew this and they cried out blasphemy because he claimed to be the one who was born who would be God. Now that we know that the son of God is God, listen to what Psalms 2, 7 through 10 says. I will declare a decree. The Lord has said to me, 
You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the end of the earth for your possessions. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Kiss the son, lest he be angry with you and you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little bit. Blessed are all of those who put their trust in him. What a promise and what a statement looking forward to the power of the gospel, that any of us who would call on his name, any of us who would receive him, the Bible says as many as would receive him, he gives the right to become a child of God to those who believe in his name, John 1, 12. You have the right to become a child because you believe in him, because you receive him, because you trust him. He is the son of God, who God said was God, and we put our trust in our Savior who became a man. In another passage, we have Jesus claiming to be God as well. This is John 8, 54. Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father who honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you do not know him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you but I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old and have seen Abraham. Jesus said to them, most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Now this is a statement of divinity in a couple of ways. Number one, before Abraham was, I am. He was pre-existent before Abraham. But also the term I am in the Greek is ego ami. And in the Hebrew, it is the name of God. When Moses said, who shall I say sent me? Tell them I am that I am has sent them. And then goes on to say, and tell them that I am has said this. So every time Jesus used this phrase, I am, he was making a reference to be God in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, who are you looking for? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am, ego ami, and they fell back onto the ground. We see it in other places as well. It goes on to say there in John, then they took up stones to throw at him, but Jesus himself went out of the temple, going through the midst of them and so passed by. It wasn't time for him to die, but they knew that he was claiming to be God when he said before Abraham was, I am that very name of God. We also have Jesus in the first chapter of the book of Revelation, Revelation 1.8. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. We get clarity as to who this is just a little bit later on. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, but he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am him who lives and was dead and behold, am alive forevermore, amen. And I have the keys to Hades and death. So the Almighty is the one who was alive and died and alive forevermore, who gave his life that we might have eternal life. The Bible clearly teaches that Jesus is God and Jesus claimed to be God in so many places. Worship him and live for him because God came and became a man and died for you that you could have a relationship with him. God bless you. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.